good to go, Peter. Excellent. Then uh, I'd like to uh, call to order the uh, meeting of the Special Alcohol Funding Advisory Board on this, the 20th of August, 2021. Um, I'm Peter Carter, Chair. Uh, calling roll. Amanda, are you here? Amanda Enfield? Amanda Enfield is here. Perfect. Ethan Belshi. Tim Giblin. Uh, present. There he is. Excellent. Chris Cohart. Chris, are you here? Present. Perfect. Joda. Joda Totten. And Daniel Smith. Daniel, are you here? Daniel B. Smith, I am here. Fantastic. All righty. Danielle, would you like me to check to see if you're here? And how <laughs> um, about Casey Toomey? Yep, staff liaisons, we are here and present. Fantastic. All right, Danielle, did you want to run through uh, uh, expectations for this meeting? Yes, thank you very much, Chair. Um, I'm Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison, um, and I will be facilitating the Zoom portion of uh, this morning's meeting. Um, it is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. Uh, during the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found in the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You'll just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, I may mute or unmute people as needed. Each time you speak, please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. In the menu, you can also turn your camera on or off by clicking the video icon. For purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on during the meeting. If you're participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. Using, for those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you will see a choice to toggle between speaker view and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker while gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. I will turn it now back over to the chair. Excellent, thank you, Danielle. Uh, the first item of business, I believe, or after the uh, call to order, the second item of, item of business is uh, review and approval of minutes. Does anyone have comments? Have you all had a chance to read it? I think they look good. Danielle, there was one one item that I, I found kind of interesting in the uh, um, in public comments. There was uh, it it seemed to imply that that com we heard comments from the public when I, I'm afraid I don't remember any. And if if there were any, I'm not sure what they would have said. 
Daniel Bushkutter staff liaison. I believe that's the template language that we have in there for public comment, stating that that's the time that the public is able to comment on items that aren't um, scheduled on the agenda. Um, so you are correct. There was no public comment um, at the at our last meeting. Okay. Okay. It, the the verbiage does seem to imply that we heard public comment, but but uh, other than that, I have no. Uh, I, I, they look good to me as well. So do I hear a, mo a motion to approve the minutes? Peter, do you want a motion um, pending that uh, edit or, or is that clarification enough? Uh, Danielle, what's, what's your take? Uh, Danielle Bushcutter staff liaison, I'm happy to add a sentence in there that said no public comment was received. Yeah, I think if we, yeah, the perfect. That would be great. Okay. okay. I, I move to approve the minutes um, with the changes of adding uh, that we didn't hear any public comment. I will second. All right. Um, do you want a roll call vote on this, Daniel? Yes, please. Very good. Daniel? All right. Amanda? Amanda Enfield, aye. Tim? Aye. Chris? Chris Cohart, aye. And uh, Peter Carter, chair, also aye. Looks like motion is approved. The first agenda item of the morning is to consider the board's consider approving the board's 2020 annual report and forwarding to the city commission. I read them over and had no concerns. I appreciate your adding the commendation to uh, agencies for, for having continued to produce through trying times. Any comments? Do I hear a motion to approve? I'll make a motion to approve the 2020 annual report to and pass to the city board for review. Perfect. The commission for review. Sorry, this is Chris Gilhart making that motion. Excellent. Thank you. I was going to ask. Uh, second? Mandy Enfield, second. Seconded by Andy. Um, Roll call vote. Daniel? Aye. Mandy? Mandy Enfield, Tim? aye. Yeah. Aye. Chris? Chris Cobart, aye. And Peter Carter, aye. Motion approved. Marching right through the agenda items. The second agenda item is to review the 2020 annual report form for agencies. You know what, uh, I looked it over, found it uh, entirely satisfactory. Uh, do we have any comments?
Hearing none, do we have a motion to approve the the report form? Mandy Enfield, so moved. Very good, a second? I will second. Excellent, and who was I? I do apologize, Tim Giblin, second. That's perfectly all right, Tim. I was looking away and didn't see. <laughs> Excellent, moved. Seconded a voice voice roll call vote. Daniel. Aye. Mandy. Uh, uh, Aye. Tim. Chris. Chris Gordon, yes. Aye. And Peter Carter Chair, also aye. Motion approved. Now we have marched through the first two agenda items. Danielle, I believe that you have a little report on the world that we are now going to be operating in. Um, I'll turn the, the floor over to you. All right, <clears throat> wonderful, thank you. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. Um, I wanted to provide a quick update on the 2022 application process. Initially, this was scheduled um, as one of the agenda items for uh, this morning for you all to review. Um, but I wanted to um, kind of highlight uh, to you all um, that as part of our 2022 um, city manager's recommended budget, there's a recommendation in there um, to develop a housing initiatives division within um, the city of Lawrence um, to focus on a couple um, kind of key housing initiatives being um, homeless outreach, emergency sheltering, and rapid rehousing. Um, and as part of that recommendation, um, there is um, a recommendation to um, kind of shift the uh, general fund dollars as well as the special alcohol dollars from more of a grant type process to more of an RFP type process um, to help kind of focus um, efforts to towards those three um, housing initiatives. Um, and so with that, um, I didn't necessarily want you all to spend a lot of time this morning. We've had a lot of discussion already about the 2022 application process, um, but didn't want you all spending a, a significant a more amount of time on that if we were going to shift that to more of an RFP type process instead of more of an open application type process. So um, with that, I really just wanted to kind of bring you all um, up to speed with where we are in that um, kind of budgeting process. We have our public hearing um, for the 2022 budget on August 31st um, and tentatively scheduled for the budget, re budget resolution to go to the commission September 7th. Um, so we're still kind of in our budgeting process. Um, and I wanted to just provide you all kind of a quick update on that. Um, so that you kind of are um, kept up to speed as to where uh, that process is, because it may impact um, some of our kind of future agenda items as such, um, not really going into detail quite yet on that 2022 application process. So um, that is really my update. I'm happy to answer any questions I can. I don't know that I know a whole lot more at this point, but um, wanted to uh, kind of report out to you all uh, where we are there. Mandy Enfield, Danielle, I'm sorry, I have 400 questions. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where to start, but, you know, before this meeting, I was thinking about, like, big picture for our group. Um, when, we, when we move forward and make funding decisions, uh, how we could think about the city's um, 
strategic plan and what other advisory boards priorities are and how some of the advisory board funding has shifted um, specifically with um, the arts commission and um, transient guest tax sort of in the context of that. Um, so with this, what seems to be a pretty huge shift, um, like I kind of feel like we need a I need a big picture. Um, so that, that's just sort of like my first thought because I was sort of thinking we needed to to really take a a, a step back and a, and look at the budget over overall, not like the full city budget, but sort of like the context of of nonprofit um, social service funding where we operate and um, what what would this shift mean as far as who we're funding? You're, you're, you said it's in the, in the context of the housing initiatives. Um, it, does that mean our priorities and guidance are going to be focused entirely on housing with that, with that goal um, in mind? Or is it there's going to be two sort of separate things going on? Um, sorry Dang that it's, it's vague. No, that's okay. Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. The short answer to your question, Mandy, is I don't know. Um, we are still in the process. We don't have an adopted budget yet. Um, and so at this point, it's still um, in kind of that recommendation phase. Um, so I think the answers to those questions will hopefully be known by the next by our next um, board meeting in November. Um, in terms of kind of larger picture, thank you for bringing that up. I should have started there and kind of um, honed in a little bit more. Um, but much of this recommendation did come out of um, the city strategic plan. So one of the things that we heard um, quite a bit during that process um, is uh, that that um, um, homelessness is something um, that we want to address. And so uh, this is one way to kind of um, allocate some resources towards that kind of particular goal. Um, so it did really start out of kind of the strategic plan framework um, and kind of the direction we've been moving uh, related to that. In terms of process, what the process is going to look like, um, what this board's role is going to be in that process, all of those sorts of things don't yet know because um, we haven't yet developed that process because we're, we're kind of waiting until we have um, an adopted budget to really get into those conversations in more detail. Um, so I, I don't know the answer to those questions, but I do hope to have the answer to um, those questions for our November 19th meeting, uh, which is kind of the next regularly scheduled meeting for this board. Uh, Chris Cohart, that, are, are, are you anticipating an ordinance change? Because it seems to me that if, if we're going to change based off the city's recommendations strategic plan that the funding of this this particular board that's coming money coming from the state as it relates to you know alcohol tax would need to would require a, a total ordinance change as to how that one third allocation to to special alcohol fund would would be capable of being utilized within the Lawrence public Danielle Bushkutter, staff liaison. Again, I don't know. Um, it depends a little bit, again, on how that process um, is laid out. What, uh, if we do go towards that kind of RFP type process, what are the parameters of that RFP? Um, so it depends a little bit um, in terms of kind of how that, how that process ends up being developed. So um, it's possible. Um, but again, I don't, um, I don't know exactly what, what that would look like. So let's just theoretically assume that we get a budget 
passed it and well, we have to get a budget passed by law. Um, we're talking about November being the next time that we have this discussion as to what that process looks like for people to turn around and get their 22 RFPs completed and sent back to, to the city and us to review for, for their next budget year, 22, 2022, which is two months thereafter. What, what is the, does staff already have a process in place or, or op, variations of a process in place depending on where this goes. So implementation of this doesn't take to our May meeting of 2022, which then we approve in August for people to receive their funding in late 22 for 2022. Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. So we do have a number of kind of grant processes that we have throughout the city through various boards. Um, we also do a number of RFPs throughout the course of the year. Um, the other thing that I would note is that if the calendar needs to change and shift, that would be something we would talk about at our next meeting and say, look, this is, you know, this is what the calendar looks like. And so we may need to schedule some special meetings kind of in between those quarterly, regularly scheduled meetings, which is something that um, this board has had to do from time to time, just as things like this kind of come up, um, conversations from the commission come up. So it may be one of those things um, where, you know, staff's having to reach out and we're having to set kind of an additional meeting um, outside of kind of those, those four standard meetings we have throughout the year. And so that has been relatively typical of this board in the past. Um, so we would certainly, whatever that process looks like, make sure that we're not just saying, you know, the next board meeting isn't until May, so we're not going to move this process forward. We would likely come to you all and say, let's let's develop a special meeting so that it's not waiting on um, those some of those regularly scheduled meetings. So that does happen from time to time, and it would be something we would consider as that process is developed. Peter Carter Chair, is there a chance that you might be moving the November meeting up just to relieve some of crowding later in the year? I mean, there's going to be a lot that has to happen quickly. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. Um, maybe. Uh, again, that process, you know, we don't yet have um, that process identified and laid out. Um, one thing I would say kind of with these funds, kind of from that timing perspective, is with um, how the agreements are written, agencies don't typically receive that funding um, until about second quarter of the year that the funding is allocated, because um, we base the timing in those agreements based on when the city actually receives special alcohol funds. So um, from that perspective, it gives us a little bit of leeway into 2022 if we needed it um, in order to kind of move these things forward. For some context, um, as it relates to the general fund dollars, which um, does not go through this board anymore, but used to, um, those recommendations were brought forward in 2021 to the city commission, I think in March. Um, so we do have a little bit of leeway and it didn't change the distribution period, um, although it was it was a much narrower timeline than I would recommend or would want to do again. Uh, but we do have a little bit of time once, even once we hit 2022 um, to continue some of those conversations, but it may be something where we would need to, to move that November meeting up. This, this is Chris Cord. I, I would be totally opposed to pushing any of those discussions out into 2022. I mean, we're, 
from a funding perspective, distribution of funds perspective, that I, I don't disagree with you, but you're now asking organizations to operate on, on assumptions. And if we're waiting until May of 2022 for them to, to be able to op or run their organizations, we're doing them a disservice completely. Whether, whether it's organizations we funded in the past or new organizations to, to, to satisfy the, the city commission's um, initiatives. Um, I just don't think that that's the way that we want. We wouldn't want them operating in that way where they say, we'll tell you later what we, what we possibly can do with that money. Um, I, I just don't think we can do that. So if we have to move our board meetings up and do special ones in 2021, I think that's what we have to do. We can't be making these decisions middle, middle of 2022 for their funds. Mandy Enfield, I agree, Chris, um, and I would even uh, propose maybe adding a meeting in October um, or September, even um, following this August 31st public hearing. I think this is a pretty big shift, and we have a lot of a lot of things to to think about. I know it it, it doesn't ultimately end up being our decision; we just make the recommendation. But I would like to give us. Um, set us up for success um, with the most information possible and time to do our due diligence um, to make the right recommendation in the context of all the values we've talked about leading up to this point. Um, for example, we talked a lot about accessibility and making the process approachable to folks um, and then shifting to an RFP process. Um, I think that's kind of tough. Um, even needing to just clarify what what does RFP mean to everyone? Is it um, I I when I've dealt with RFPs in the past, they always shift from one organization to another. What what an RFP actually is? Um, so I I think we have a lot to a lot to think about and discuss and and figure out how our our roles on this advisory board what what that is and how it it fits with the advice we should be providing. Um, I have a question. Let's see. The, there was some talk of a homelessness strategic plan of sorts a while back. It was a maybe like we needed to do a the city needed to do a quick turnaround related to CARES Act funds. Perhaps is is that something that ever happened or was just talked about? Danielle Bushcutter Staff liaison. Um, Again, short answer is I don't know. Um, I don't know, Casey, if you have any insight on that. Um, I don't know really what came of, of that conversation. I apologize. Uh, it's something we could dig into and report back to you all, but offhand, I do not know. Indian field. I think it was somehow connected to KDADS with the state. Or I, I can't recall really. Sorry. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. I, I apologize. That's a bit outside of my budget wheelhouse in my day to day. Um, so um, I, I'll have to follow up with a couple other staff members that are much more involved in that arena than I am. Uh, Tim Giblin, board member. Is this something where we can someone can make a motion to go ahead and uh, schedule a meeting, or does that come from your end? Because we obviously need more details, and also be good to be prepared for what's coming. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter Shafley is on. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. This is Chris Gordon. I would agree. I think that our difficulty is that we don't know when that might be or what, what the, yeah, what, what those details would, might look like. I mean, we have to have a budget approved. The city has to have a budget approved 
shortly, but I think it might be hard to schedule that one at this point without more information of what that process is going to, the finality of that process is going to look like. Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. I would, I would agree with that. I think if, um, I think uh, direction from you all that once a process has been identified to uh, schedule a special meeting will be sufficient. What I don't want to do is schedule a special meeting and at that point know exactly what I know today, which isn't very helpful. Um, and so I think that would be my recommendation is, is that um, if there is an update to give to you all before November 19th, that you all just kind of make that motion that we kind of schedule a special meeting um, if and when that information is is available to present to you all so that further discussion can happen. Peter Carter, Chair, what is the earliest that you think we might be able to know what the landscape is like? September, mid-September? Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. I don't think so. That would be a week after the budget is adopted. Um, and I don't think a process like this is going to be developed in a week. Um, and so again, that's where I, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's bringing in and, and really kind of strengthening, um, kind of building a new division a little bit within, uh, within the city to really focus on some of these things, which, um, takes a little bit of time to do. So, um, I don't even know that I have a good estimate of when when um, more information or better information will really be solidified um, to be able to kind of pick a date um, at this point. But um, I do want to make sure that you all are, are kept up to speed with what uh, those developments are. Um, and so um, um, that's kind of the update I have at I have at this point. Ms. Carr, could I? Asking, so let's just say the budget's passed, the initiatives have passed, and we're, and we're moving forward. What would the what it, what was the likelihood of of a city ordinance change passing in that same time period? Because I, I feel like that a city ordinance change would be required in order for us to change how these special alcohol tax dollars would be. Um, we would make recommendations on how these special alcohol tax would be distributed. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. I I don't see that being a part of uh, what is presented to the commission in September by any means. Um, again, it, it it depends on how that um, RFP is kind of developed and drafted. It very well may fall in line with um, the parameters currently set forth in that Charter Ordinance thirty three. Um, it may, though, um, require a, a, that change, um, but I do not see that happening um, in September or anything like that. Again, we really need to kind of, once it's approved, go back, look at what a process like that would, would look like. What are all those moving pieces that would be impacted by it, which is just going to take a little bit of time um, to have those conversations and get and get that moving forward. Manion Field here. Um, Thinking about this from a, a nonprofit perspective um, from the agencies that we're funding that, that really count on these dollars and may not get them next year, um, I think that we need to re reach out to them ahead of uh, the August 31st public hearing and maybe send them a note, uh, an email or something and say, like, come to this hearing, the, the alcohol tax dollars, um, how that funding works may shift and and make sure they know that 
that's their opportunity to to participate and the like um, what what are we doing now participatory budgeting um, with the city so I think letting them know ahead of time if they haven't already been alerted um, that they should show up to this. Danielle Bushcutter staff liaison. Yes, that has already occurred. Peter Carter chair, as if to uh, complicate the situation, you know, if today is my last meeting, which means that my, my tenure with this system ends on the 31st of this month. If I were going to be around in September, I would be contacting Danielle to find out how quickly we could get together and maybe make substantive decisions about the landscape we're in and how we can move forward so that these agencies can get, get the funding that they count on. Um, the end result is likely going to be that Chris, um, as the vice chair or that you would need to communicate with Danielle to move the process forward as, as quickly as possible. Um, sounds like you're on top of everything, but uh, just that I'd add that bit of complexity since this all appears to be so much fun. Um, anyway, Danielle, um, what what I would be doing is contacting you immediately after the September meeting to to kind of strategize where we need to go so that we can get on the ground and moving. This is Chris Cohart. This being Peter's last meeting and his term is coming up, do we, do we need to be holding a vote on who the next chair is now as opposed to the next meeting? Uh, Danielle Bushcutter staff liaison in our bylaws. It says uh, that that vote will happen at the uh, first meeting, um, I think of the new year. Um, so we'll have one meeting um, where we will not have a chair. We'll just have a vice chair. And then at the, the following meeting is when we would hold that um, vote to, to identify a new chair and a vice chair. If that is something that you all would like to move up and add to the, um, the next agenda, we could certainly, certainly accommodate that if there's a desire to do that. Mandy Enfield here. I'm okay with waiting as long as Chris is okay with running the the meetings for the rest of the year, which potentially is going to be more than one meeting um, since, since we probably will need to get together and talk about this as we get more information one or two more times. Um, what do you think, Chris? Uh, Chris Cohart, I, I think I possibly could do that. It, it just depends, you know, the scheduling of whether um, I could, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to attend every meeting, however many that might look like. Um, my, my only hesitation is this is a pretty significant change that we're, we're about to embark on and um, having a temporary, I mean, if all it is is just us putting a vote of who we feel like we want to have 
as the as the direction of this as the advisory board for the next year. All it is is just putting that on the agenda the next time to make that vote. So it so they're in charge of or not really in charge of it. We're we're following that lead as this process develops. I feel like that that would be a good process, a good good thing to think about doing of going ahead and moving that forward to to have that in line with the changes of this overall commit this advisory board in the process. Mandy Enfield, that makes sense. Um, and that we so we'll have one vacancy that we'll need to fill when when Peter leaves, or um, will we have more three vacancies as we move into these big big decisions and changes? Okay, um, and then we have two folks that aren't here today. Is that correct? Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. I was going to give this quick update in the quick update section, but I will move my quick update um, up. Um, today will be uh, Peter's last meeting, and Joda, her term also expires um, at the end of this month. And so it will also be the last meeting was her last meeting as well because she wasn't able to attend today. Um, and when I was sending out materials um, for the meeting today, Ethan also reached out and he has moved. Um, and so he has uh, regretfully had to resign from the board as well. So that will leave three vacancies um, on the board um, here in about 11 days um, that will go to the the um, mayor and the, and the commission to fill. Uh, but that is um, something else to, to kind of note. And I wanted to make sure that you all were aware. I also wanted to take the time to thank Ethan, Peter, and Joda um, for their time um, and leadership on the board as well. Um, they have been... Um, the three longest tenured members um, as their term expires. And so I really want to express my gratitude and appreciation for, for your time. Thank you, Danielle. I wish we were under other circumstances for heaven's sake. Ms. Chris Gord, I had second what Danielle said. Much appreciated for all the, the service that you all have provided to the city and the community of Lawrence and serving on this committee. Well, in, in all honesty, I th it looks like we're leaving this in very good hands. The, uh, the process is the question mark. The, uh, the board members do not appear to be. So, so Danielle, what, what is your recommendation for the most logical course of action? I would think that we would want to be the, uh, the, the chair or acting chair would be in contact with you as soon as possible after these these September meeting to uh, get a sense of where we need to go from here. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. Um, yes, I think um, what I've heard from you all is that uh, potentially scheduling a meeting before the regularly scheduled November meeting, uh, once more information is known and a better process can be um, kind of refined and articulated and discussed, uh, that there's interest from you all to um, have an additional meeting, um, if, if at all possible, um, to kind of stay um, up to date with, with the discussions and the, the progress that's um, happening related to all of this. So um, I think that's kind of the direction that, that I have heard. I'm happy, um, Chris, as the, as the vice chair, to um, kind of reach out to you when we know more. Um, typically, what we've done kind of from a staff perspective, just so you all know, is 
send out kind of a doodle poll, um, put a couple different uh, dates and times and things like that uh, to see um, if we can get um, a quorum to schedule a, a special meeting. Um, so that in all likelihood is kind of the process we would go um, and move forward with if we had an update before November. Uh, That's Chris Cohart, real quick. So Dan, Dan took Leah's spot and based off the website, is when's that term up? Uh, Danielle Bushcutter's definitely is on. Technically, it will also expire on the 31st, but I believe Dan has um, offered to continue to serve on this board since he was just filling kind of a, um, a vacancy. And then his first full term will actually start um, um, September 1st, and that will be his first full term on the board. Um, so the last couple meetings, he was just filling that vacancy, um, and his first full term will officially start um, in about 12 days. Perfect. That's Chris Carr, perfect. Because I was just thinking if without Dan, valuable member already, um, we wouldn't have quorum to even have that special, to vote on that special meeting with, with Ethan, Peter, and, and Jada not being a member in 19 days or 11 days, 12 days. Yeah. Well, I think you would still have quorum, but you would, it would be tremendously more important that everyone be present for the meetings. Without Danielle. Dan, without Dan, we wouldn't have quorum. We'd only have three active members. And and Danielle Bushcutter staff liaison. Um, I believe all of those vacancies, I'll have to double check, but I believe those um, have been um, identified on the city's website for people who are interested um, in serving on the board. So uh, we'll continue to work uh, with the city manager's office and the mayor and the commission to get those vacancies filled as well. Mandy Enfield here. That was that was my uh, question that I wanted to ask um, was, do we do you know if we have any membership applications and if it is on the upcoming commission agenda to make appointments? I, I know in the past there have been over the last several years, not recent past, there have been issues with the mayor leaving vacancies on boards. Um, and I think the the previous the social service advisory board, our our iteration before this was one of those boards. Um, and I would, I would not feel comfortable moving forward with any large decisions, especially related to shifting our entire focus to um, a field that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, homelessness is not my expertise, and I know it's a very complicated um, field. And even are we looking for homeless, are we looking to homeless services, prevention efforts? You know, it's just, it's a huge, huge beast. And I think that we need to email the mayor um, or commission ahead of the, the next meeting and ask for the appointments to be made in that context. Um, so like swiftly and um, with that expertise in mind. Uh, Danielle Bushcutter staff liaison. Um, that is not part of the process that I manage. So I do not know how many applications or um, what that, what that looks like. Um, so I don't, I don't have an update for you. I apologize, um, but it is it is something that we we constantly work with the the manager's office and the the mayor and the commission to um, kind of identify people to fill uh, fill these vacancies. So um, I will follow up with them and see um, what all they have received. And um, if we do not have new members by our next uh, board meeting, I will provide that as a quick update as to what that process is looking like. Peter Carter chair, very good. Um, then I guess we are left waiting for a word from you, Danielle. And uh, 
we'll move forward from that point um, as if we needed any more new business. <laughs> is there, do we, do we have, is there any new business to discuss? Mandy Enfield here. I just want to say one more thing to get it on the record. Um, as far means. as this, these, uh, the shift in our, our thinking, um, with the, as these RFPs are developed and the process moves forward, um, I would like to encourage the city or who, whomever is, is guiding this work, the commission or um, whomever, to really think about what our capacity is as a city, what agencies we have um, to do this work uh, and have that guide the thinking and the processes, you know, like I, I would hate to see an RFP written for something that is outside of the scope of the, the people doing the work. Um, and, and that might be sort of obvious thinking and you guys already are, are with that, but um, I'd like to make sure we're working with the willing and, and playing to our strengths um, to be more successful um, with the process. Agreed. Thank you, Mandy. Anything else before we move on? Danielle, do we have any public comment? Danielle Bushcutter, staff liaison. Nope, we do not have anyone uh, in the commission room with us, and I do not see anyone on Zoom. Okay. So the calendar, as it now stands, we've got a meeting on November 19th to approve the 2021 report form. Um, the calendar will change. Any other comments before I call for adjournment? Well, thank you all for, for your good works, Danielle, Casey, group. It's been an honor to serve with you and the best of luck. Meeting adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter.